maintain everything that you impassioned by as long as you then go about it with two things and that is positive intention and extreme creative discipline i've chosen to be here and I've ch- and my point of being here is to create and hopefully through that creation inspire others and i and i say this strongly it, it was such significance that if i wasn't in tune with the creative spirit i would not be around because that was kind of holding me up even during those the darkest hours i can tell you that it works because you know i'm here creating as you know an example and i think the most important would be really attempting to go through each day seeing the poetry in you know the mundane even in the worst case scenarios kind of being able to take from that a positive like poetic approach because it's crazy out there welcome to the honor your aura podcast a podcast devoted to learning about caring for and empowering the energy within with your host Kema England Welcome back everyone. Today I am here with my longtime friend Courtney Sell. Courtney is an independent filmmaker based in Los Angeles, California. And in this episode, he is just such a beautiful example of someone who has taken their, we'll call it spiritual practice, magical practice, intentional practice, and truly transformed his outlook, his life, and his approach to his love of filmmaking. So in this episode, Courtney opens up about that shift that took place and his unique approach to making film. He has some really exciting projects where he actually incorporates the visual of film um, with sound healing in a whole series he has called Films to Heal. And so it's this immersive experience that allows people to both visually and audibly, never mind energetically, work with these creative mediums for their own personal healing journey. He also has developed programs through the Philosophical Research Society in Los Angeles that focus on giving creatives and filmmakers the tools to bring in intention and these kind of deeper ways at looking at the creative process to really enhance and expand their work and probably needless to say their life as well. So we'll kick this episode off with hearing about Courtney's personal journey and how he has open up to himself in this new and powerful way. The desire to create, especially through the medium of film, has been always stronger than anything else in my life, dating back from when I was a little kid making like backyard films. But it's always been there. It got muddled up a few times through this journey where I allowed egoistic thoughts to kind of co-pilot me through the creation of certain projects. But 
what I realized was even through a more down and out life that I'd experienced earlier on in my life through the New York years and stuff, I could be so low in life, like so, you know, completely at the in the gutter, but I would still have this urge to to create. And that is true. I mean, that, that you know, I've I, at this point, I think I've accumulated over where I think now. 120 plus films deep in the filmography and that is because it's just this non-stop I, it's like almost even at the the worst of the worst i could always or tap into the kind of the creative spirit and i and i say this strongly it, it was such significance that if i wasn't in tune with the creative spirit i would not be around because that was kind of holding me up even during those the darkest hours mm-hmm. When it finally hit, I, I can't really pinpoint when that would be because it's always been a significant part of my life. But I began to realize, I guess we could say like three years ago, um, give or take three years ago, this urge and this um, ability to tap into that creative spirit wasn't going away. In fact, it was getting stronger. And if I could, you know, maintain a, a better, higher vibrational lifestyle, this stuff is just going to like enhance and there's no stopping it. So Mm -hmm. I've chosen to be here and and my point of being here is to create and hopefully through that creation, inspire others. That's, that's the the purpose. And whether or not it does, that's not my job. My job is to put something out there and if I like it and I feel that it was made with positive intention and also um, through like extreme creative discipline, then th- that's my job. Um, and if someone can take something from that, even if it's one person, even if it's, but I'll still actively do this. I make a film a day. Wow. That is not a lie. I make a film a day. It doesn't mean that I have a script or narrative, but I kind of approach it in a more of a, a poetic aspect of inspired by the underground filmmakers of the 60s and 70s. Um, and that's why I'm here. So, you know, sometimes life can get tough because, you know, the artist life is tough, ranging from financial situations that, you know, dwindle occasionally or lack of recognition or, you know, the own, your own like headspace that sometimes you can get feeling like, you know, there's what is the point to do this if no one's going to view it? But then that's why I'm here. So I could right. want, I could be bored and sit around and watch TV all day, or I could just go out and continue to keep going. Because right. I have the, I have my health, I have the ability, and I have the talent to be able to keep going. <laughs> There's no, there was no, basically, there was no real kind of like moment outside of like, it just grew to kind of the intensity where it was just like, yeah, there's no turning back at this point. If I did make a pivot, which I had earlier in life where I decided I was going to give up film altogether and become a chef, which I did, nothing like that will occur anymore. Because like after four years of that chef life, I was kind of itching to get back. And even if it was to make a bigger film or a film with a budget or a narrative, just like I missed just being able to actively create through the medium of film. So at this point, it's the, the, the desire and the passion is so big that there's, there is no turning back at this point. Right. And it just, it feels like it was your intention 
that had the most profound shift and impact you know like what it was like what it is that's fueling your work has been what has why do we make these choices to show up and you know every morning and do some sort of spiritual practice or check in throughout the day or put our energy into creative pursuits it's it's that why you know and my guess is that you know there was a logical aspect for you that was like okay I'm going to make this shift maybe it was just you know you had a little glimmer of what that could be like intuitively I mean sometimes it's sometimes it's scary because it's frightening sometimes to think in 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 a manner similar to that for for me because um it seems like a lot of stuff I was creating without really having any say which is like creating the openness and allowing it to come through so essentially you know the journey was I come here to become a conduit then that's that Mm -hmm. um as long again as long as it's through positive intention it's almost like allowing the full ego to take place of like well you know I needed to create every day because of this and this and this instead of showing respect to the fact that it's coming through me. I'm just tapping into it um, and whatever that is. And now I think the openness and the allowance of here I am, let's do this. That was a big, the awareness of that was significant. That's huge. And so I know that our daily practices tend to evolve as we evolve. Yeah. Um, But like, can you give us just a little a little bit about what you do to connect in that way. Yeah, it, it's ex, um, it's um, again extreme discipline, which I had to learn, or else my thoughts and my um, the, the 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 ability to tap into it wasn't going to flow as easily. I've worked in a lot of realms in the sense of I've I've been researching and and studying and practicing of various types of different meditations throughout the years and and I finally found the thing that spoke to me and that was essentially through high magic through um uh high magic practices so in the sense of just giving a very basic but like you know starting the day off with uh, a certain ritual and then ending it with like the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram where you're basically just like kind of clearing space and you know protecting yourself you know and starting every day in um hypnagogic state meditating mm-hmm. you know in the state before you're fully awake and then before you go to bed make sure when you're falling asleep that you have like a really positive intention in your head that you're falling asleep with and things like that are very simple and again you could read you Mitch Horowitz's book, The Miracle Club, and learn a lot more about this than I could tell you. But I can tell you that it works because, you know, I'm here creating as, you know, an example. And I think the most important would be really attempting to go through each day, seeing the poetry in, you know, the mundane, even in the worst case scenarios, kind of being able to take from that a positive, like poetic approach, because it's crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it, it will get you. Like, it, yeah. if, if you don't maintain, like, a very sharp discipline, you know, positive mindset, it is going to be insane walking down that street. <laughs> right. I think that it's, it's having that pillar to mm-hmm. 
turn mm-hmm. to and to know that we can again like I, I just love this theme you know with you of like this this creation and this co-creation because that's really what it is it's you know working with these practices so humbly you know kind of offering up <laughs> that that craziness that we all can embody and to say I'm going to show up for myself and for all that is known yes. and unknown, seen and unseen, you know, every day. And I love what you said about the simplicity, because again, there are so many practices and that's another goal with the Honor Your Aura is to shed light on the variety of practices so that they become either more accessible or just seeing that there's so many different ways in which we we can show up in this way and support ourselves in this way and build that energetic muscle. And that it is like as simple as connecting first thing when you wake up and when you go to bed. And then, you know, in that hopes that knowing that that pillar is there, that you can return to it at any time, but then also utilize and tap into that energy with whatever it is that we're doing. And I'm sure that you, you realize this obviously in the creation of your film, but I'm sure that you it's it's the ways that that infiltrates all the things that we do on a daily basis. Absolutely. Right? And I think one of the most dangerous elements of this experience, I don't know where this came from in, in our modern experience, are, are, are terms in, in... So, like, have you ever spent time... Well, I'm sure you have. We all have. But, like, spending time with someone who is, one, either complaining, like... Oh God, it's Monday. And you're like, so what? Mm. Or the term like, thank God it's Friday. And you're like, so what? what, what how is that different than a Tuesday? What is right. you? Or, and then like kind of uh, someone, here, here's one. Someone who's complaining about the traffic while being in a traffic jam. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. You ride it out and you can complain all you want at the bar afterwards to your friends. But when you're in that car, in that traffic jam, and you're complaining about it, that is insane to me. It's insane to me. And the moment when I realized that, like, I didn't have to think like that. You know, I've always been, I mean, we've known each other since we were kids, but I've always been, like, rather rebellious in nature. And it's like, you know, I come from a very, like, DIY background, and um, I can't say enough how how amazing like Ian Mackay and the inspiration that he's given me through the years but I mean like I even in high school I was like I don't have to think like that someone who's dreading going to work because like this and that's like well just change your course of action (laughs) I don't I don't don't, uh, yeah I'm I'm so confused why someone would choose to exist in this experience only to be miserable Right. And, and when you try to tell them that, they, you know, they'll get mad and stuff. But, you know, we all have to find it on our own. Sure. And that's, I mean, and that's completely just tapping into that power of our thoughts, right? Within all the things that we don't have control over, like the traffic jam or whatever it is that arises in our life, to actually yeah. know that we have this power to shift our thinking about it, shift our tone about it shift our perspective our perception all of that are right at our fingertips with whatever arises right. in life and to obviously be able to have compassion for those that are in that level of self-created suffering and not knowing that there's a different way or another I mean way. it's it's never going to be easy and we'll go through a million lifetimes and maybe still suffer from the same thing because like 
to finally, you know, break that paradigm. I mean, I'm certainly not there because I, I suffer all the time, as we all do. We're human, you know, um, mm-hmm. but at least becoming aware of it and knowing yeah. that, you know, there can be manners in which and exercises and just, you know, ways of thought that can, you know, alter and be better. And why not think good thoughts? Why live in bad thought? You know, good thoughts attract good things. And then you you get to someone who says, well, why do bad things happen to good people? It's the way we think. You know, a bad thing that happens to a good person, to that person in their mind, they might be thinking like, what's the best case scenario I can get out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, a negative thing is happening to me. What's the best case scenario? And I know it's a struggle and I know it's hard. Um, But going back to kind of like what we were saying before, I think what's really important, and it's another kind of like metaphor in the sense of the traffic jam, and then I'll stop on this point, but um, I used to get so fed up when I guess I always been like a really overly ambitious person, and which is why I didn't fare well in you know film school and like kind of like went out on my own. And I never understood when I would be talking to someone and they would say, I would love to make this film, but, and I'd be like, but what? And they're like, well, funding. It's like, okay, I understand. Yes, that's difficult. And, or, you know, I don't have the proper equipment. I'm like, okay, well, I get that. You know, if you want to make an industry film, you know, maybe you should go to Hollywood and make an industry film. But in this manner, like get a camera and go. And the intentions there, and granted, you know, it might not look as glossy as what you're looking for, but like, if you have that create um, inspiration and you don't grab onto it and make it work and you sit on it, it's eventually going to dissipate. And that is a tragedy. Or start to get so loud. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. You know? And in a positive, then hopefully that will happen. And finally they realize that they can pick up their cell phone and make the damn film. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's a more yeah. positive approach to that. I'm hoping that would happen, you know. And I hear you completely because I think that there is, there's so much potential to be, to be had that is right there. And I think that even what you're speaking about, you know, it's a form of energy where it's, why are we keeping an aspect of ourselves or our mind, our vision, and not just taking those first steps to, to get it out. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a huge part of it, too. It should be fun. But I mean, this yeah. is more speaking of in the creative approach, like if anyone's listening and they're and they're working nine to five, this is no bad talk on that. Uh, it's just a matter of like if they're not enjoying what they do, that there's ways in which to maneuver through this existence in, you know, and obtain positive thoughts and and keep that attitude and so or the say that it can't be infused as i think that even you know when i train people in reiki i'm like you know you don't have to just drop everything now that you have this awareness and become a full-time reiki practitioner it's really here as a tool just like meditation just like any of these practices to say what bring this into whatever it is that you're doing already bring this into your work bring this into your relationship bring this into your daily routine bring this into the food that you're making you know this is your tool to infuse what you're already doing and that's what I love about what you're doing because that's I feel what you've done you've taken 
your practices, these spiritual practices, and have allowed them to infuse your work. It's not like all of a sudden you stopped creating edgy films. You still yeah. do that, you know, but yeah. you do it from a shifted way. You do it in a shifted energy and one that is supporting the whole of your life. Yeah, thank you so much for even saying that um, because that's yeah. definitely something that it's not a struggle, but like there's certain things that I, you know, when I was allowing the, the full egoistic mind to, you know, co-pilot me, um, there were a lot more pieces of work that I had created, films that I had created that they don't speak in the same way that I, where I am now, which is fine because I consider those like my punk stage. Those mm -hmm. were those were where I was the most rebellious, where I was making work that was like really transgressive and to some perhaps even offensive. Um, and I think what happens or what could happen is someone would be like, how can someone who made you a, a film like this start preaching this kind of stuff that we're talking about right now? Um, and the answer to that would be, I mean, it was still part of the creative spirit. Mm -hmm. um, the, yeah, it was it was made through a different energy but it was still a creation and and for all i know is someone could watch those films and still get you know joy out of them i i, I dare to wonder who but i mean like i i think that it, it's out there and it's done and you know it was it was still made with you know no one was being hurt and they were they were still made with like a positive ambition but you know right. it's not where i stand anymore but but who cares in the sense of like if someone wanted to throw anyone's past back especially like an artistic past like th that's a dangerous game to play because anyone can go just you know dig up drawings or paintings someone did in high school and see look look at look at what you did there you know how dare you evolve <laughs> right well that i love what you're saying because i think that that's also just such a of such a deep point because you know i find that hold our past and such a weight, right? The things that we've done, the, the mistakes that we've made, the, you know, and we've all done it. You know, we've all done it all. We've all done things that are embarrassing. We've all gotten ourselves into deep. We've all, you know, hurt someone else, you know, whether it, like we've done it all. And, and to say that because of our past that we're not worthy of stepping into this kind of energy in our present that will ultimately affect our future, you know, it's just yeah. doing a complete disservice. So I, I love that we're talking about that because again, it's how do we allow for these practices to, to become user-friendly for anyone and everyone, you know, and you don't have I to know. In way and it doesn't matter what you've done in the past or even really what you're doing now. You can bring these in no matter however you're labeling yourself in this moment is irrelevant. And, and I like what you were saying too a while back about the letting go of things because we it's more the focus of what can we bring in because we can just tire ourselves you know to eternity thinking that we have to let all, all these things go in order to step into a new way of just an even a new way of thinking you know even yes. if there's a ton of old expired thought patterns that you know are old and expired you still have the freedom and the power to bring in new thoughts, new actions, new choices of your choosing in every moment. I, I agree. I, I love it so much. It's so, it's so exciting. It's definitely something I still struggle with. Um, and I would, I would love for you 
court before as we're kind of nearing the end uh -huh. of our time to talk about your latest project if you could with the working with visual and sound because I know oh, you're yeah. on bowls and so I would love to just hear what you know sparked your inspiration and just your intention yeah. with that. I'm I'm super excited about that. I've been creating a series of metaphysical, esoteric films the past two years, which a lot of them derive from visions from um, astral projections or um, vivid uh, dreams or, or uh, certain other spiritual practices. And I try to basically extract those visions that I uh, come across on those realms and um, put to film. And I never knew what to do with them. I never knew like where they were going to go. And I always felt it would be a disservice if I was to hand them over to a band and have them do like, per, like have them as a projection for like a, just a regular like band. I used to do projections for bands all the time, but these like had like a really, um, like a stronger significance to me. I thought it would be doing them a disservice. So I've been, um, I'm really good friends with the Philosophical Research Society who basically are my, my family and through them, I've met a whole series of amazing artists and uh, people. And um, my friend Kristen Palumbo, she uh, does these really magical sound baths. And so there was a moment where I was working on a project for them, and I had to record Kristen doing her sound bath ritual for sound for a project we were making. And I remember after it was recorded and... I was listening to it on my computer while I was editing one of these metaphysical films. And it was like insane how it, it just like it sunk up. It was like it was in, it was so good. And so I made a short film. I think it was like five minutes long called Soul Tones and released it. And I, I sent it all over to them and they loved it. So we realized that there could have been there's a bigger opportunity here and so what's going to be happening and i'm hoping it's going to turn into a series it's called films to heal and it will be um a manner in which kristen will basically accompany these visuals or the visuals will accompany kristen's sound bath and it's the <laughs> as far as my knowledge it's the first film screening that you're encouraged to you don't even have to watch the films you can go in there with your eyes closed and experience a sound bath Right. But the films, uh, if if you so want, they will enhance the experience. So yeah, that's that's kind of been a, a new angle that I thought was really beautiful and great. And there's a bunch of other stuff happening. And uh, right now, I'm actually really excited. I'm uh, piecing together and a class in which you know we kind of go into you know the uh, cultivation of the creative spirit through the use of film, where it's basically observing and respecting and acknowledging the poetry that exists in everyday life and how to gain inspiration for that through the medium of film. I, so. I love that. I love how that's all kind of coming together for you. And will that all be up on the Philosophical Research Society website? Everything. Yeah, that will be all through the PRS. And... I will definitely include link for that because I think that's just so exciting. And I love that you are being able to tap into your own journey and how that has evolved and now offer that for others. Because as we know, you know, and I'm sure that you're 
you're doing this for the reason to see that there is a, a need, right? Even within the creativity of film, while it's so creative that, you know, just as a collective, we are expanding in that way. And to be able to bring in that understanding of energy and honoring energy is, and in then to be able to influence. And it's not, yeah, it's not my intention to be like, I'm doing this and I need you to listen to me and I need you to watch this. And it's me. What I, I'm trying to do is the, the, the message of, of kind of like positive intent and peace and encouragement and support and compassion is so necessary right now that all I'm wanting to do is spark through this. So like, let's say someone can do it better than I can and they and they they come and they see or they see these films or they they hear this conversation and they're like okay well i think i can do this better than he can so i'm going to do it that's what i want <laughs> you know i i want that i i want to encourage or support and be that kind of um that beacon of light in the sense of like not the be, be the beacon of light like you know the, the second coming or so i just i want to be able to be in the constellation where someone could look at that and say Oh, okay. That guy's on to something. I think I can do it better, but at least I could point them in, you know, a certain direction. Sure. And, you know, that's kind of the hope, because we've been saying this since the, the dawn of time, but right now, compassion and, you know, support and encouragement in the poetry of reality and in the arts is so important. And we have to get to, you know, a mindset that is no longer dealing with the toxicity that exists in the superficial and some of the material and dive deeper into it. So in the, in the courses that I, I'm hoping to get going is like, we're looking more into the fundamental depths of um, the, in, where it, how to tap into that space where inspiration can flow easily instead of critical analysis of films. Right. I love that. And I'm, and I'm excited to have, I'll have you back on for sure. Once that gets, rolling and we can dive even more into that process Yay. because it's super exciting and I'm so grateful to have you on Courtney. Oh, I'm, I'm grateful to be talking with you. Yeah, it's been very wonderful. I'm very honored. Very <laughs> thankful. Yes, likewise. And I will include info where people can connect with you after the podcast and to stay in the loop with all of the, the projects that you have coming up. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.